Whatever you want. Oh my god, hello. Um, just a minute. Wasn't expect because normally I re I record through um Google Meet and I've moved over to um Zoom mm. <laughs> and um normally in Google Meet there's a like little buffer so I wasn't expecting it to do straight away. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no no it just goes it just says here you go you're on now. yeah I know whereas with Google Meet as I said there's a little buffer you were like wait for a little while yeah anyway I am Sarah Meredith the director of Radical Manifesting Limited. The purpose of this podcast is to inspire and motivate people. Hello, Kevin. It's a pleasure to meet you. Sarah, it is a pleasure to meet you. I appreciate the opportunity to chat today. Oh, my daughter's calling. You have to forgive me. I've got a kid. <laughs> no, no worries. No stress. Well, Mia. Okay, please have some Mia, do we want, please? Thank well, within you. reason, yes. Can I have three? No, just two. Just one more. Yay. Yes, I'm not condoning my kid doing whatever she wants. She just wants crisps <laughs> or a snack or something. I think it was good. You met in the middle. One, three, two. Sounds good. <laughs> anyway, um, I saw you're the founder of Next Level University. What made you decide to set that up? Oh, boy. So back in the day, I worked a job in construction and I ended up getting really successful and making six figures. And I remember one day I was sitting at my kitchen table and I opened my final pay stub of the year. And I said, wow, I, I finally made a hundred thousand dollars, but I was, I was miserable. I wasn't, I wasn't happy. And it ended up getting to the point where I was genuinely suicidal because I was so wow. miserable. I was so depressed. I was so anxious that I started a podcast and the podcast I started was a passion project at the time. But when I was traveling for work, like I was doing, it took me away from the podcast. And I ended up saying, you know what, I'm going to leave my job. And I left my job and I went all in on podcasting and, and speaking and coaching. And I just want to help people avoid the pain that I felt when I thought that money, the cars, yeah. the tattoos, the muscles would fix the problems. Most of the problems we, <laughs> most of the problems we have start up here, and a lot of yes, them we've definitely. created for ourselves. So, um, what was it that was making you depressed, or do you not know? Um, I think that it was the fact that for most of my life. I wasn't happy. I was raised in a single family household. I didn't meet my father until I was 27. So I didn't have a dad growing up. I was raised by my yeah. mother and my grandmother. And I think that I put so much emphasis on when I get this, I will be happy that when I actually got this and I wasn't happy, it really highlighted like, oh no, you've done this wrong for the first 26 years of your life. Mm -hmm. I think it was just a, it was a lot of awareness yeah. In one given second of everything you've done has kind of been wrong. And that was just, it was just depressing. It was hard to handle. And did you, did you get that money through building with you or did you leave building too? I, I left it. And then, and then built your business for six figures. Oh, okay. No. So I made the six figures in the building. Right. Okay. Then I left that it didn't make any money for like two years, zero, like zero dollars. Wow. I started, I started coaching people on mindset and peak performance for like 50 bucks a week yeah. to just, just to make the, the ends meet. Yeah. And now, now we're at the stage where we're 
about to be, we're right now we're a multi six figure business through the podcast. Wow. Um, but that took four and a half years of working every single day. Genuinely. It just goes to show it just take time. It's not like an overnight success. Although no. it may look like you are an overnight success. Yeah. People that and, don't know. And that's the goal, Sarah. Like that's why, you know, even in the, in the pre-recording, I said like, I'm an open book. I, I want just, yeah. if we talk about anything, wherever you want to go, I just want to be honest and truthful of, it's like, there is no overnight success. There is no get rich quick thing. It's like, it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of failure for yes. you to actually succeed. And I think a lot of people are trying to teach that you don't have to, to fail and failure is just part of it. As long as you're failing productively, as long as you're failing forward, that's yes. where the growth is. And I, I think the, the school system really doesn't help because it's that they want you to get grades that are, that are, are good. And there's nothing wrong with good grades, but it's like almost like the A's are good. And if you get a D, that you that's bad because yeah. it's not good for the school or the college or whichever um, yeah. establishment you can, you know. You know, there's a difference between Britain and and the US, I'd imagine. Yeah, <laughs> I think well, it becomes final. Similar, yeah, then, it become it becomes final. It's like you either pass or you fail. It's not yeah. you fail and then you get an opportunity to retake the test with the new lessons that you've learned. I think if, I mean, that's, think of it this way. Um, you and I do this podcast. Something could go terribly wrong. My connection, your connection, the lights go out, whatever. And it would be considered a failure. Like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. I messed that whole thing up. The beautiful thing is, I could reach out to you. You could reach back out to me and say, Hey, I know things I know went wrong, out, but yeah, can we try again? And that kind of is life. You know, mm -hmm. that really is the journey of life for the most part. Yeah. And I don't know if you're just, if, if it's the same in the US, but I know in the UK, they want you to know what you want to do when you're 12, as in you're 12 and it's what mm -hmm. do you want to be when you grow up? And it's like, mm -hmm. I don't know what I want to do tomorrow. I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. Yeah. And it's okay for it to change. I mean, I've learned over my, like, I didn't go to university until I was 29. I'm still doing another, like, I didn't even carry on with that. Well, I did finish that degree. I just mean now I'm doing another degree. So it's like, it just shows things change and it's okay for things to change. It's healthy for it to change. You don't have to stay in the same space. Yeah. I think you have to chase your curiosity. And I think, yeah, I think that if you, and again, I'm, I podcast, like that's my thing, but that's what yeah. I was curious about. And that's my one thing now. But when I, when I graduated high school, I was the only one of my friends not to go to college. Cause I had no idea what I wanted to do. I wanted to fight. I wanted to be a mixed martial arts fighter for a living. That yeah. was my, that was my goal. That didn't work out. I went and got a job as a truck driver. I drove a forklift. I was a hospital janitor. I was a volunteer firefighter. I did this other job you know. I did a lot of, I worked at a gas station. I did a lot of different things before I found my thing, but I was yeah. curious and I think that's important. And I think it's good because then you can actually teach people how to, because what I mean is if you found the first thing you liked and that was it, you wouldn't be able to teach anyone anything, would you? That's true. Right? You'd yeah, that's true. Within that, but you wouldn't be able to teach how to change and grow. Yeah. Yeah. You can only teach about the, I mean, you can't only, but the, the things that you're really good at teaching are the things that you've already experienced and gone through. Yeah. Really. You know, it's, it's, 
Sarah, I should know way more about podcasting than you. I've done 750 more episodes than you, right? Like, of course I should, but I bet you, you know, way more about aspects of parenting than I do because I don't have any any little ones. I have two cats, but that's different. That's a different game. I've got got cats as well, so before we could exchange (laughs) tips on that one. (laughs) How many have you got? No, you two. How old are they? (laughs) Uh, They are, oh man, I think like five months and six months. They're kittens. Oh, I've got kittens as well. (laughs) I had to kick them out. Usually you'd see them in here, but I there's too many wires and you know how yeah, it is. With no, they always or... find the thing they shouldn't have. They're, they're oh. very curious. They're very yes. curious. Oh, I bet they're cute. You'll have to they are. send me a picture later. I will. I will. So what challenges did you overcome to be, to get where you are today? Most of my challenges were, it's interesting because you hear a lot of people's stories and a lot of people say like, nobody believed in me and everybody told me I was going to fail and nobody would help me. And I'm very blessed because I had a lot of people that supported me and a lot of people that believed yeah. in me and poured into me. My, my biggest thing holding me back was me. The, yes. the stuff I had to deal with and overcome were my limiting beliefs, the story I was telling myself, um, not being willing to get out of my comfort zone. That is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. ever for me. Like I, I want to be an international speaker. Okay. So international yeah. means on different continents and different countries that requires me to fly and flying is one of my least favorite things in the world. But wow. if I don't fly, I don't get my dream. So it's mm-hmm. one of those things of, I, I convinced myself that I was only capable of so much, but when you start facing certain fears, the doors to possibility really open up for you. And, and a lot of people need that kick in the butt out there um, to get that next step. Great story. We have somebody on our team named Amy. Yeah. Back in the day, before I knew Amy, before she was on the team, she messaged me on Snapchat and said, hey, I'm afraid to talk to people and start conversations. I said, Amy, let's go to the mall and we're going to fear chase. We're going to go talk to people. Oh, we got a kitten right there. Okay, we're going to go- we're going to go talk to people at the mall. So we went to the mall and we go into this furniture store. We start having conversations with people. Amy's terrified. It goes well. We go into another store. Conversations go well. We go to the food court. She has conversations, goes well. We're getting ready to leave the mall. And I'm not sure about the malls over there, but over here, some of the malls have these motorized zoo animals that you can like sit on and ride around the mall. And Amy was like, if we were really brave, we would ride those things. And I was like, I don't want to do that at all, but I'm supposed to be helping you fear chase. So let's do it. We ended up riding those around the mall. Amy's limiting belief, Amy's fear that I cannot start conversations with people changed that day forever. And now she's on the team. She sends emails for us. She does live podcasts. Like she does so many things that she never would have done because the limiting beliefs that she had are no longer limiting her. Now they're actually empowering her. So does she still get scared of it? Oh, of course. Of yeah. course. I do too. Yes. <laughs> I, I think do too. It, well, it's just that fear of the unknown. Well, I don't think it's so much a fear of the unknown, is it, when it's other people? Sorry, my daughter's. Mia, I can't right now because I'm in the middle of a podcast. I told you this. Okay. 
So I'm just going to pause this one minute for you, but do it like that a minute. Hello again. <laughs> Where were we? Oh yeah, about the Amy, Amy, and how she got scared. Yeah, I, I still, I still get scared, Sarah. It took me a hundred and a hundred and fifty podcast episodes before I felt like comfortable. Wow. That's a lot. It's like it's I a feel long scared time. every time with right. Some of well, even actually, I found this even with people I sort of knew, as in you know what I mean. I've known them from Facebook, like my coach and all this. I was all right until I pressed the the record button and the record button goes on, you're like Yeah. <laughs> but that's important. I think that's such a huge part of life is like they're all, I think there should always be something that you're a little bit nervous about that's coming up. Not like yeah. terrified of, because that that's like anxiety. You know, there's, there's three zones. There's mm -hmm. the comfort zone. There's the learning zone. And then there's the anxiety zone. I think yeah. people tend to live in comfort yes. and then anxiety. And if you can find oh, the sure. nice like somewhere in the middle. Yeah. If you can find somewhere in the middle where you're growing but not like losing your mind, but also you're not like, oh, this is super, super easy. Like there should be some challenge for sure. Yeah. Cause otherwise life would just be boring, wouldn't it? Right. Yeah, it would. <laughs> I it mean, would. it's okay for it to be boring sometimes, isn't it? You don't want to be on the go all the time. Right. But... Right. Right. Well, you got to decide what, what level of comfort, what level of learning and what level of anxiety you want. Like there will be some anxiety. There will be some growth. There will be some comfort. I think it's just, I think most people, like there's a reason Netflix is so popular mm -hmm. because most people are doing comfort zone. Yes. And if you're watching or listening, I, I don't mean this in any bad way. Like I watch Netflix. I yeah, watch same. an hour, maybe an hour, two hours a night, but that's after working eight to 12 hours. Right. So it's like, if you can take, you know, some of your time that you're putting in Netflix and then put it towards your dreams or put it towards your positive habits or put it towards your goals or put it towards your relationship or your fitness or your money making. Yeah. That's a completely different life. You don't have to get rid of it completely, but you just have to figure out how much am I actually learning and growing and how much do I have to learn and grow to get to my goals? Yeah. It's more about it being controlled, isn't it? Controlling mm -hmm. it rather than it controlling you. Yeah. Like I found for myself with gaming, there was like addicted to this particular game and I was literally playing it eight hours a day and I ended up, you know, totally leaving it because like it is one of those games where I can't, I can't really do half measures. I'm either all in or all out. Yeah. That's having ADHD too. <laughs> well, that's what those, that's what games and TV series and Netflix, like that's what it's all designed for. It's, it's designed to. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a business, so it's designed to get yeah. you to come back. And now more than ever, we have these amazing things yeah. that are capable of so many things. Like it's just wild how powerful the cell phone is, but yes. for every possibility, there's also a detriment too, if you can't yes. control it. Yes. And the, I remember the time when they weren't smartphones. So right. Now. Well, it is still fairly recently they weren't smartphones, but I remember when it would be you'd have to have a tablet or something as well. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? You'd have your phone yeah. for phone calls or texting, and then you'd have a tablet or some sort of other device. Yeah. I, I remember when texting wasn't uh, – you had to pay per text message. Yes, I remember. And I remember the phone bill that came with it too. <laughs> yes, yes. My mother was not very happy with me. I was like, oh, no, I've done it again. Yes, and they, and they weren't cheap. But of course, you get, well, you know, I mean, it, 
it wouldn't be so bad if you sent like a couple but i i remember like there was one point i'd have a like three thousand um limit for a month and using it within a week yeah yeah but times it, have changed i'm pleased i asked so otherwise you'd end up with like massive phone bills all the time uh, yes and now i think it's good they've actually capped capped um phone bill well at least the one the network i'm on does interesting I I don't think that's the way here. I don't know. I'm sure they'll just let you run it up as much as you want. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, tell me more about your um, your company, the university. Sure. Yeah. So our, our thing is podcasting. We do an episode every single day. Uh, we got... 760 episodes. We've been listened to in a hundred countries, over a hundred countries. And wow. it's just, that's my goal. That's my one thing. That's the thing that I chose to go all in on. And yeah. we want to help bring holistic self-improvement to people for free. I think there's a lot of people who talk about how to get in like better shape. Like that's yes. good. I like that. That's awesome. There's a lot of people who tell, talk about how to get your wallet in better shape. Awesome. I love that. There's a lot of people who talk about how to improve your relationship. I love that too. Our goal is to combine all of those and help you with holistic self-improvement. Um, and we've really leaned into the entrepreneur space, you know, people who are starting businesses and people who work for themselves. We've realized that if we had us when we started, I think we'd be a lot better off than, than we were. So how, how did it start? How did you start this business? Like I said, it was, it was us, me starting the podcast and then figuring out how, how do I make money with this? Like, how do mm -hmm. I actually make money as a podcaster? And if you're watching this, listening to this and you're a podcaster, you might be asking yourself the same question. Um, for most people it's coaching. Yes. You can do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I know Sarah does manifestation coaching. Great. Perfect. Through the podcast. Awesome. There's other people who do consulting. You can have merchandise. You can sell coffee mugs. You can have a, a Patreon where people donate. You can have ads. You can have affiliate links. Like there's a bunch of different ways to how do you, it. Because I use Anchor. So how would you put ads into Anchor? Because I found with Anchor, that I, I mean, I have thought of moving it, but I'm not I'm sure how to move. Well, I'm sure I could figure it out, but. It's actually I'll super easy. Yeah, you just take your RSS, don't you, and put it yep. somewhere else. Yep. Yeah, we and host. It literally on, moves on a, everything, does it? Yep. Yeah. There's a there's a thing you have to do. It's like I think it's called like a 303 redirect or something. All you do is sign up to a new place, and most of them actually walk you through the process. Oh yeah, and does so it, it makes does it because like I've got my podcast with like Amazon and stuff. So will it stay with Amazon? Yep. As long as your RSS feed, your RSS it's feed, all you're doing oh, is redirecting it that's really all you're doing it's the same rss that's so cool no it's just right? like with anchor you can monetize anchor but only if you're in the us and as yeah. people can tell i'm not from the us so <laughs> well coaching is good for you i think yeah. the the thing is like and people ask that a lot they're like oh do you get all of your do you make all of your money through sponsorships and it's like honestly i don't want sponsors i yeah. sponsor we want to sponsor ourselves Yes. So we have one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching. We have all, we have an entire business. I'd rather sponsor us. It's more valuable where other people want to sponsor Audible or HelloFresh or whatever the, yeah. the company may be. You just need a certain amount. Like you need a lot of downloads to get a sponsor like that. Yes. No, I can imagine that. Um, 
don't know what to say now. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the way, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, I saw on your website, because I did have a look, do you interview quite a lot of, like, extremely famous, not fake, well, famous people? Who have you interviewed? Uh, we've interviewed, so famous in terms of in our space. For yes, sure. so, most yeah, people, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, most people probably don't know a lot of them, but um, Evan Carmichael is one of the most successful YouTubers in our space. He's got 3 million plus subscribers. Dean Graziosi speaks with Tony Robbins, coaches with Tony Robbins, multiple best selling author. Um, David Meltzer is one of our coaches and mentors. Who else? And how do you get them on your show then? I obviously <laughs> you ask him, he's like, can you come yeah. on? But uh, it's, it's, Again, it's one of, and you and I talked about this before. It's people that want to spread their message find platforms that they can spread their message on, and we're grateful to have a good amount of listens where people yeah. know that they're going to be able to impact. But it's it's literally just messaging them, and hoping they come on and following up. Like, do you know Bronnie Ware? Do you know who Bronnie Ware is? No, sorry. She she's an author. I don't know. If she's from. England or Scotland, but she wrote a book called the top five regrets of the dying. And it's a great, great book. It's a really good one for you. Uh, it literally took us two and a half years to get her on, like just following up on email. So Dean Graziosi is a big guest we've had that took like a year and a half. So it just takes time. It's one of those things. You just have to be persistent. What you do, you just keep emailing them every so often. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Yeah, you could do that. Or you look for what you do is you look for when people are launching books. Because when yes. people are launching books, they're trying to get on shows. So that's another, I don't want to say easy way, but it's a good way to, to get yeah. a conversation going. But how do you get more listeners? What, what, do you, what do you do to get more listeners? I think there's, honestly, for most people, they overcomplicate it. There's really like five things that really matter. Number one, make sure that your content is valuable. And it's yes. like, of course, Kev, that makes sense. But it's like uh, the equipment, like having a, an external microphone, Sarah, would be helpful for you for sure. Like that's a good yes. thing, right? For for people out there, understanding your demographic. Like who are we mm-hmm. talking to and why are they listening to us? Super important. Building relationships with your listeners. So like I did, I've done a hundred calls, free calls, like yes. not trying to sell anything, just talking to listeners to get to know them. Super important. This is the big one that most people don't do. Thing on other podcasts. The one of the number one ways, go ahead, Sarah. What did you say? Being on other podcasts. Yep. Being on other podcasts, being a guest. So doing what I'm doing right now is a great yes. way to, to grow your show. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's super important. Um, and honestly, it's just consistency. Mm-hmm. Genuinely it's, it's consistency. There's, I looked this up the other day. There's been 2.7 million podcasts started. There's an estimated 75% of them that no longer produce episodes. Wow. So like, you know, most podcasts last between seven episodes and 21 before they call it quits. That's why they don't succeed. Like it, yes. it's the long game uh, going to the gym for seven days. Yes. Or saying, oh, it's not happening. Right. Seeing money for seven days. Not, it's not going to, it doesn't happen that quick. It takes a long time. I was just curious about that because as, as we know, <laughs> like it's pretty obvious that I'm pretty new in this game. Well, practice, practice makes progress. And I think it's, 
it's important to understand and have that awareness of like, it's going to take some time. So it's got to yes. be something you love. Yes. And it, it's clear that you do. And it's got to be something that you have some ideas around. Like if you're a coach and you have a podcast, cool, that works. You can coach the people who listen to your show. That's a yes. great, a great business model for an early podcast. And did you, have you made a look, because I know we met through um, Match FM. Have you met a lot of people through Match FM? Yeah, that's a great platform to get guests and to get on other shows. I've been on a bunch of shows from that. Wow. It's it's good. It's valuable. It's a very valuable platform. Like, it's just being honest now. I just worry what to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's practice. I think it's, you know, when I started, I would literally write every question word for word that I was going to ask the guest, and I would read the questions. Yes. Then it got to the point where I'd write like a word or a phrase, and then I'd read the phrase. And then it got to the point where I'd write a word and mm -hmm. I'd remember what the word meant. And I think it's, it's just that it's, it's constantly getting out of your comfort zone enough yeah. where you learn. And it's just, oh, no, I, I find I'm okay knowing what to say here. I just mean when it's the other way around, if I was a guest oh, on someone oh, else's oh. show, I wouldn't know what to say. <laughs> I think it'll probably be that way the first time, but as you like, think about it this way, Sarah, I've told my story yes. about, you know, my life so many times that now that's just kind of normal. Yes. I just think it's one of those things of, it's just repetition. The more you do it, the easier it gets just like anything else. Thank you. You're welcome. So tell me about a time you achieved a dream that you thought was impossible. I achieved my dream that I thought was impossible by first digging into the limiting beliefs that were telling me that my dreams were impossible. That was the first step. It's just really working on yeah. myself, really learning a lot. Really. I went to therapy. I was facing my past, really figuring out like, what were my triggers? What were my traumas? And then honestly it was okay, cool. I want to be a podcaster, a speaker, a coach. Awesome. What are the most important things for me to do every single day in order to accomplish that? Like, what are the 12 yeah. things? And my, my good friend and business partner helped me with this. This was a lot of him, but now I do 12 things every single day. I do the same 12 things every single day. I track our podcast listens. I track our finances. I post on our Facebook group. I meditate. Yes. I make sure the team has everything they need. Like, Every, I learn for a minimum of 40 minutes every day. That's, that's what I'm doing every single day. So I think it's figure out what you want, where is the destination, and then you have to create the GPS. You have yes. to create your daily habits. You know, If you want to save more money, all you do is figure that, okay, where am I spending it? How do I spend less? I don't go get coffee. I don't order fast food. I make food at home. I cancel these mm -hmm. things that I don't need. Cool. Your dreams are very similar. And then I think this is, this is the important piece. Okay, cool. These are the things I believe I should be doing. Awesome. Do those. Reframe when you need to. But understand that the level of success that you get is directly correlated with the amount of failure along the way. Yes. And I think that's an important thing. I definitely distinction. agree there. Yeah, because if you don't, also, and I think becoming a friend of failure, we we then feel comfortable with trying. Whereas mm -hmm. when you worry about things going wrong, like I've done in the past, or I still do now, you know, you worry about things going wrong, and then you don't do it because you're worried it's going to go wrong. Yep. 
Whereas if you're like, oh, do you know what? If it goes wrong, it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, we call it messy action. Yeah. It's like it's, you'll never, you know, if you make a song and you want to get feedback on the song, you have to release the song so people can hear it. You'll never get feedback on something that doesn't, doesn't exist yet. It's just, yeah. it doesn't work that way. So you need the feedback in order to figure out what to do next. Yeah, I've been learning that myself with because at the moment, my module I'm doing at the moment is creative writing. And I'm finding a lot of that. I prefer creative writing at the moment to science because science, it's a bit harder. Mm. But creative writing, I find it's really good because you, you can write mm-hmm. whatever you want. You know, you don't have to worry about whether it's worded the right way or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, you do learn as you go along how to write better, but, you know, it's about taking that first step and trying it out mm-hmm. so i've been really enjoying that and thank you very much for coming on the show i've really enjoyed having you on here you're very welcome i enjoyed it as well i'm, I'm glad we did this and uh, maybe in the future you could come on again i'd love to that would be fun i'm <laughs> gonna stop recording now okay <laughs>